Dive into our latest courses designed to enhance your bond with your furry friend. Whether you're a seasoned owner or a new puppy parent, there's something for everyone at dogspeak101.com. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Enroll now and take the first step toward a happier, well-behaved dog. Visit dogspeak101.com to browse our course catalog. Get 10% off all courses through February the 14th. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak Podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Hope you're having a wonderful week so far. Britt, how was your camping trip? It was cold. It was cold. We had freeze warnings, and it actually happened. But you had your own uh, sleeping bag, Mm -hmm. and Isabella had her own sleeping bag with, what, 14 blankets? Isabella had a natural fur coat, a doggy coat that was fleece-lined. She has a sleeping bag, and then she was wrapped in a blanket. (laughs) So she was warm. I was not going to let my dog freeze. Bless it. It just, it wasn't going to happen. But y'all had a good time. Yeah, it was a great time. It was a good um, reset. Much needed. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's not exactly a vacation because I still, I'm still working at the campground. Um, You know, doing emails, phone calls and everything, but you know, just a different scene. I hear it. I'd like to have that. Well, you, you could have come. Yeah, I'm not camping. And I, you scheduled me to where I couldn't even come visit. I had no time to even come visit. I think you did that on purpose. But that's okay. That's your whole point, to get away. You and Isabella together, your little buddy system. She's my little buddy. Uh, so this is the second or third time she's camped? Third. Because yeah, the other one's her third time. Okay. Yeah. So how did she do? Because I know that uh, I do have a lot of clients that take their dogs camping. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, I think the majority of them go camping in a camper. Yeah. Or an RV, which is my way to go. But I'm sure there are some that maybe do some tent or just even hiking Mm -hmm. um, to where they're maybe being out adventurous all day long. So how did Isabella do compared to the first time? Um, You know, even the first time I was really surprised at how well she did. You know, she stayed in the tent. She didn't try to get out of it. Uh, The second time we went... She had an upset stomach, so she did escape from the tent in the middle of the night. Which is amazing. But I'm not mad about it because she didn't go to the bathroom inside. Because <laughs> that would suck. Because <laughs> I apparently was buried down in my sleeping bag and didn't hear her. So um, That's why we teach problem-solving skills. Yeah, she definitely so was So she doesn't able, poop in the tent. She was definitely able to get out, uh, which was terrifying because I had a loose dog in the campground at 2 o'clock in the morning. But, you know, whatever. She, she was came just, back? Yeah, she was just right next door. Right, when you called her, she came right back? Yeah. Um, so, she did really well this time. Uh, we've we've really been working a lot on her reactivity around other dogs. Um, because she can be a bully. And because she does tend to lunge and bark and act. But she only, she, like, picks certain dogs. Like, she targets certain dogs. So... 
for instance, when we got there, there was a couple across the little street from us. They had an RV and they had these two labs. These labs were going bonkers at Isabella, like the whole time. Every time they brought them out, she never reacted. Um, a couple of Aussie, there were a lot of Aussies, uh, a lot of shepherds, never reacted. Um, She's not dumb. She looked at those two labs. It was like two against one. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Well, they were. They were very obese labs oh. that did not move very quickly. Less so, it. you know, she may have had a chance. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, there was a little lab puppy that was off leash walking with its owner. And it was it was a beautiful thing. I mean, he was, you know, positive training this little puppy. And she's on her long line. And she runs and barks and scares the crap out of this poor little puppy. I felt so bad. But was it a playful bark? Like, oh, my God, it's a puppy. Or was it, no. you called it a hall monitor, police she was action. Being, she You're was not being, supposed to be yeah. off leash. She was being the fun police. <laughs> this dog wasn't bothering anybody. In fact, it kind of looked at her and wagged its tail like, hey, didn't try to come up to her. It was following its dad. And she ran it into the leash. And she was like, no, no, friend. You're supposed to be <laughs> On a leash. <laughs> um, and then there was another like, mixed breed dog. Um, the owner was walking very, was walking slower than most people. He was an older man um, and had a bit of a limp and was very tall, like a very tall man. Um, and so the dog sort of was, you know, m- mimicking his walking um so i don't know if that maybe just that could have thrown her just off. thrown her off in that the gate was different right um because the dog didn't even pay attention to her so we did um we did a lot of uh cheese gave her a lot of cheese when dogs were going by doing a lot of positive reinforcement with that um, and you were rewarding her when dogs walked by even though she wasn't reacting to them yes because most people want to take that for granted, and then they all of a sudden want to distract their dog when another dog walks by that they may bark at. No, as soon as she saw a dog, especially if she was just laying down, um, as soon as she the dog was in her sight. So I'm always hyper vigilant when we're hiking or when we're camping, not just for my own safety, but for hers and for you know any other dog that's around. Which is very important for all to do, no matter where you go with your dog. Yeah. Absolutely. Or yourself. Yeah. Um, so as soon as that dog was in my line of sight, I got the cheese. Because I had the car parked where she couldn't necessarily see the dog. And then as soon as she saw the dog, it was constant good girl, good girl rewards until the dog passed and was out of her vision. And so her whole point, so I want the the listeners to know, Britt's whole point on that was to associate positivity with other dogs and rewarding the quiet in the presence of that potential trigger. Mm -hmm. She's not waiting for her to see if she's going to react or not and then decide what to do. You're taking a proactive stance, which you have to do in, in just general training and teaching, you have to be proactive. Yeah. But especially if you're dealing with a dog who may or may not be triggered by some dogs. And it's, you know, so make sure that you guys understand, we don't play the distraction game. It's constant teaching, but your timing of 
when you interact with your dog is going to basically tell the dog what you're trying to reinforce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did a lot of that. Um, trying to do it with squirrels was like not happening. They're they're not nearly as predictable. I just let her chase them, honestly. Um, sometimes that's really good to do. She didn't. Uh, she didn't chase them. Y'all, the squirrels are fine. <laughs> she she couldn't reach them. In fact, I think they taunted her. Well, I think that the, I think it's important if you have a dog who enjoys doing that that you give them that opportunity. Yeah. Um, I remember Double D loved chasing the big birds like mm-hmm. turkeys, vultures, and I put it on command. Yeah. So as you know, as long as she was being, you know, fairly good. I would give her permission to go. Now, obviously, you have to be safe when you're doing that, whether you're using a long line mm-hmm. or, you know, a safe safe area. But she also had a good recall, so it wasn't that big of an issue. But, you know, if we can use these long leashes and give our dogs permission to go after what they want when we ask them to, uh, you'll find that it becomes a little more predictable to where your dog will see something and learn to wait for your permission. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's t- that's tough in the woods, though, when you don't see. I mean, she can see them from the tops of the trees. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what are you on your hind legs barking at right now? Not even a bark. Just this high-pitched whine. Like, oh, man. I know, it, like, people probably thought I was punching my dog or something. Um, like, no, guys, it's just squirrels. Just squirrels. She loves them. Um, but this, the great thing about camping with her is it's, I mean, she was, she was done. I mean, you got home Saturday and yeah, she was, she was fighting Saturday night about trying to stay up so she wouldn't miss out on anything, mm-hmm. which she missed on out on nothing but a horror movie. Yeah. Um, of a football, of game. a football <laughs> game. Uh, and, but Sunday, even Sunday, she was mm-hmm. a little more tired as well. Yeah, there's so much enrichment for a dog whenever you're outside. Um, our, we did several walks a day through the campground. There are certain places she really likes to go. The creek, um, the woods. She's got her little areas. We did a lot of sniffy walks. And I just let her dictate where we were going on these walks. And so she got that, which I, I think helped a lot with the reactivity in general um, because she was more satisfied and a little bit more (laughs) worn out. She was definitely, you know, got that mental stimulation. That satisfaction, but also getting a chance to smell all the other dogs Mm -hmm. that are there and take in all of those odors. Um, So I think that, you know, I think when people travel with their dog and I think that they, you know, we last week in our podcast, we talked about how to prepare this week, I want to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what to do when you are on vacation with your mm-hmm. dog. Um, I think that so many times we go on vacation and we take our dog, but we have all these plans of what we want to do. And we only put in there to walk the dog for potty and feed the dog and elimination times. But I don't think many people put in dog time. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're going to take your dog to, um, you know, a city... Um, or a small town that, you know, you're going to walk everywhere. Don't just get out and start walking your dog. Give them a chance to get some acclimation. Do a few of those sniffy walks, maybe near your hotel or, you know, parking away from downtown and starting there instead of just 
throwing her in there. I mean, we did that once um, mm-hmm. in uh, North Carolina. And I was, I got her out of the car and we're just like, we're going up here. Yeah. And we're going to be on the patio or we're going to be on the sidewalk and it was going to be tight. And it was not the ideal situation for her. Looking back, I wish we had not done that because she had a very difficult time because mm-hmm. it was just too much. And that was also before really thinking about how a herding breed's going right. to take that. So I think in that situation, trying to find a way to satisfy her more before I sat down mm-hmm. with her. Because um, I remember I ended up getting up while y'all still sat there and I took her for just a long walk because she was just very frustrated. And I was very frustrated. Yeah. But looking back, I did not set her up for success on that. I think we really got to focus on some spending time giving the dog what it needs to make the vacation easier. And I think over time, if you travel with your dog a lot, kind of like with Isabella with camping, each time she's going to get better. Yeah. Less issues, right? Yeah. As you go through. So I think each time you travel with your dog, if you do it right, you'll have less issues each time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love that you were like just letting her dictate the walks and just say, hey, we'll go where you want to go right now. Yeah. I mean, I you know had my coffee from the afternoon. I had a beer and we just walk around. And of course, it's really cool because people are like, your dog's so good. Thanks. Thanks. And I, I don't know, man. I feel like I sell a million freaking Kurgo belts because people are like, what in the world is that? I need one. <laughs> I know. I, I think I need to start carrying them because I've been telling some really, clients about it. Really great to be able to hold a drink and walk your dog. and Amen. Talk to people. Whatever. Double fist mm-hmm. in case you get too far away from the campsite. It's true. It's very true. Uh, but, yeah, it's... We and we also stayed in the same campsite. Um, I've I've tried to keep things consistent because I know it can be overwhelming for her, um, not being at home, not having the same routine, just a lot of smells and sights and sounds coming at her. So we sort of do the same thing every day. Get up, she goes to the bathroom. I make my coffee and I get ready, and um, I feed her in the car. Because I don't have a crate for her <laughs> camping, um, and so we I sort of try to keep to some sort of routine in that aspect. Uh, we have the same campsite every time, so that was helpful too. Yeah, you know, it's funny because <laughs> we go on vacation to relax. Mm-hmm. We work, we work, we work, and we go on vacation to relax. Here's the thing with most dogs. Their life is relaxation. When you take them on vacation, that's work for them. Yeah. Because they're having to work harder of the change of environment, change of routine, maybe not, you know, having their favorite blanket or their crate that they're comfortable in because it was just too much to carry. I think we need to be a little bit more aware that our dogs don't see vacation always what we see mm-hmm. and that we need to take that in consideration uh, in that they might get stressed out because the routines are off or because honestly, they're not prepared for the environment you're putting them in. Right. And I think that is one of the biggest mistakes people make is putting their dogs in environments that they've not prepared them for. It's like sending a child out into the world and not giving them any skills yeah. and expecting them just to function, you know, and, and you leave that to a dog. Uh, they will, um, they will disappoint you. And it's not their fault. 
right? And so then you might get frustrated and say, we're not traveling with this dog anymore. And so you're going to board the dog, which also is, you know, can be stressful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that I really want you guys to focus on working on these behaviors and working on the things you would expect from your dog before you go on vacation. Um, granted, there's going to have to be some training and teaching on vacation. Oh, for sure. If you don't want to do it, don't take your dog. You know, now once again, once a dog gets used to this is just the lifestyle and they do it enough, they will be able to acclimate and adjust much faster. Mm -hmm. I've noticed each time we've kind of taken her, she's done better. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're taking her to North Carolina again at Thanksgiving. So that'll be interesting to see how she does. Yeah. And uh, staying in the same place we stayed with her last time. Uh, So she's got the same little walking areas. So, you know, I think that I think she'll do better. But I also think that you'll do better because you're more confident because you have been taking her places and doing things. Yeah. It's been much easier to have her with me in different places. So working on class, but that's it. Yeah. Sorry. Well, Well, (laughs) you know, here's the thing I tell people is that group classes are not for every dog. And they're not for every owner. Um, And for a herding breed, it can be overwhelming. You know, so we don't get a ton of herding breeds in class. But it can be overwhelming Mm -hmm. because there's a lot going on. There's a lot of chaos, typically, because all the dogs are excited. Now you've got this tether situation, so you got this barrier issue. So it doesn't, even though she doesn't do great coming to class, doesn't mean that she's not great and that she can't be successful in other places. And I want people to, to understand that, that just because your dog's not good in one environment doesn't mean they're not going to be good in another, right? You shine when it's a small group of people. You get quiet when we're in a large group of people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean just because you can't do large group of people that you suck with a small amount of people. That's just not your thing. Yeah. And so I think we need to be a little bit more open that our dogs may not exhibit the same personality as as we do they may not even enjoy the same things we enjoy so that's another thing to to you know consider if you're going on a camping trip and you're going some hiking and you're going to camp out in the woods does your dog really enjoy that because just because you got the dog for that purpose doesn't mean like if i had had a child i would have the child for the sole purpose i'd want it to be a boy so he could be a football player Imagine my disappointment when he couldn't become a football player. Yeah. Does that make him a bad person? No, you just cannot create something that's not there. Yeah, you can't project your own stuff onto your kids or your dogs. No. And I used to want my niece to play sports like I did. And I tried. And then I was like, that's not her. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't have the skill set or really even the, the desire. The desire. I think that's the biggest thing is... She, you know, not wanting to do it. And there were times when we were camping and I thought, gosh, does she just hate this? Because she would just lay on her little bed, had her bed by the fire beside my chair. I'm like, maybe she's bored. Maybe, maybe we need to do another walk. And then I realized, I was like, no, she's actually taking a nap because she's tired. She's satisfied. Yeah. You satisfied all her needs. <laughs> she, she's enjoyed herself she so much that she's chilling. She doesn't want another walk right now. She wants to take a nap. Uh, she found a dog bone out. Somebody had left. Had a girl. And uh, she carried that through the park, 
back to her bed. Excellent. And she was like, I'm done. I'm done for today. I'm chewing on this bone. And I think that's another thing is just knowing how to read your dog and knowing their body language. You know, for some dogs, that may they may have been miserable or bored or, um, you know, ready to go home, pouty. But she was just legitimately satisfied and was just content to lay there. And that's what we want for our dogs, mm-hmm. you know, because they can't tell us, I need this. So we have to be able to read them and say, okay, what does it look like? Kind of what's that baseline? What's that baseline of when you're just chilling? Yeah. What do you look like when you're chilled? What do you, and then that way you can look at and go, okay, how far off the baseline are we? Mm-hmm. In which direction are we going in? All right. If my dog is too hyper, too active, too aroused, then... I'm way off the baseline, so I know that we've got some issues. If the dog is way below the baseline, then yeah, we have some depression, maybe some anxiety, some learned helplessness, shutdown mode. It's amazing that when we were up in Salem, uh, it was very busy, obviously, Mm -hmm. because it was October. But there were a lot of people on the weekends walking their dogs Mm -hmm. uh, in Salem. And they had roads, you know, shut off from traffic, and it was, but it was super busy. Not to mention all the dressed up people, you oh, know, the masks, the mask, the, the scary the drum beating, yeah, the, you know, all the things that you would find, right? Walking. How many people had their dogs out there, and how many of them I saw with tails down, tails tucked, ears back, panting, mm-hmm. um, literally so stressed out. And honestly, I was a little stressed out having to walk through that crowd. And I'm a people person, yeah, but it was just so much. I just think that we have to really do a better job at saying, Does, would my dog enjoy this? Mm-hmm. Isabella would have been miserable. Oh, it would. That would have been, wo- that'd have been way overwhelming been, for her. I, w- I mean, the, the people were almost too much for me. Yeah. And so I, I would have totally projected that to her as well. My anxiety. She would have, oh, it would have been a disaster. Right. So as much as we would have enjoyed having her there, she would not have enjoyed that whatsoever. Mm-mm. Nope. And we need to recognize that, you know, so am I saying that, you know, maybe we shouldn't take her? No, but we also maybe need to teach her how to be alone in a crate in the hotel room. Right. Which we've never done. Yeah. We've left her a couple of times for a quick dinner outing if it was too warm for her being in the car when we've been on vacation. Um, But we made sure she had a lot of things to do, Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff before that. But that's not something she's used to doing. Yeah. is spending a lot of time in the hotel room. And I think that can be hard on a lot of dogs when you don't get a chance to practice it as much. Mm-hmm. Because crating at home and being left is totally different than being crated in a, in a strange place and being left. Yeah. Um, we would think that, oh, the dog's used to his crate. He's going to be fine. He, he loves his crate. Well, he may love his crate, but in this new environment to where he has no idea what these sounds and noises are because he's not had a chance to acclimate. He doesn't know, um, you know, who's going to be coming in that door next because he keeps hearing doors close all around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just something that I think is too stressful for some dogs. And I think if you have two, I think that that would really help. But, you know, I don't know about how we do leaving her in the room without just practicing. And I think it's something you can practice um, and you associate positive things if every time we leave the hotel room to go get dinner... Without her, um, she gets a nice frozen topple. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So it gives her something to lick and calm herself, not be as aware of all the noises and sounds. Um, but again, think about what your dog is and who your dog is. If you have a, a guardian breed. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You take them to a hotel, they're going to probably be barking at every sound and every little thing that's happening. Yeah, management's going to be showing up at your door. Saying, sorry, uh, we need to we need to leave you. We need you to leave. We need you. We need to leave you. We have to leave you now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we really need to think more, right? It's kind of like if you've had if you've had children, asking yourself, would my child even enjoy this vacation? Would my child enjoy going to this event? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're going to do. Um, there's a Woodstock festival, and I'm going to take my eight year old who hates this kind of music because I want to spend quality time with them. That's not quality time for your eight year old. If they hate that music, man, I wish my mom would have <laughs> taken me to <laughs> just saying. Yes. I mean, we just need to think about that and be a little bit more aware. I mean, I took my Roddy's everywhere um, because we did travel quite a bit uh, with work, with search and rescue and human remains. So they were used to traveling. They were used to cars, but I started them very early with that. And, um, but I typically always had another dog in the room. Um, but it was just, again, acclimating the dog, getting them used to enough different environments that just one, another new environment was not a big deal Mm -hmm. because it had a lot of the components of what we've worked on. Cause you can't train the dog for every scenario, but you can train with enough different components that you're going to find those components kind of everywhere. And so that condition becomes familiar to the dog, which in turn cues the dog that this is the way I need to behave. Right. Or this is what's happening. Yeah. Right. The conditions set the expectations. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, sometimes you just have to think about it. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes maybe if you're planning on going camping with the dog and you have an RV, spend a night in your RV in the driveway. That's a good idea. Right. Maybe Isabella and I should camp in the backyard. Go for it. In a tent. Yeah, no, she'd be knocking on the door. Oh, she would. She's like, seriously, we do this. I'm already acclimated. I'm going to the bed. I want my bed now. I thanks. want my bed now. <laughs> so it really is. It's it's just being a little bit more aware of your dog and preparing them for it. But also, first question is, should I take my dog? Next question is, would my dog even enjoy it? And if those are yeses, then okay, how am I going to make sure that my dog gets their needs met, gets plenty of enrichment um, while on vacation? And then what's my contingency plan? Mm -hmm. What if my dog will not stay in the hotel room whenever we go to dinner? What are we going to do? Right? How are we going to handle that? Yeah. I mean, what did we do? We ended up just leaving the car on. Right. Yes, that was when she was really young. With uh, and it was warm, so I had to leave the car on with the AC, and I did not enjoy that dinner at all. Yeah, because I was so worried about her, and I kept going back because you never know what people are going to do when they see a dog in the car. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, it was stressful for me. I didn't. Enjoy she actually it. loves being in the car. She does with the air conditioning on. Yes, and <laughs> she is not a heat fan. No one knows she's there. She, she, yeah, she's pretty quiet. She just lays there and chews on her bone. And that's, again, making sure that, one, car rides are normal. Maybe being left in the car for a little bit of a time is normal. Safely. 
safely, of course, <laughs> safely. All right. Given a, something yummy to chew on, a bone. It could be that if you have a vehicle that you're, you have a crate, great. Um, she does not have a crate. She just has a seatbelt in the back seat. Mm-hmm. But she's used to riding in the crate. I mean, she's used to riding in the car and she's used to being left alone. Um, so again, safely, if you can get your dog, you know, practicing that, that's important too. Yeah. Because there are going to be times where you may go, okay, well, we're going to go eat on the patio. Well, it's a two-hour wait for the patio. You're really hungry, but we can see you in 20 minutes inside. Mm-hmm. But we can't take your dog. What are you going to do? To go order? Right? Or do you go, all right, well, that's all right. My dog is, it, it's comfortable out. Um, you know, maybe it's cool out. And they're fine in the car, whatever the case may be. Again, be safe, be smart. Please use common sense. I don't feel like I need to go through all that, but, um, you know, you have to kind of make that decision. Yeah. But if you're making that decision, the dog can stay in the car. I hope you're doing it because you've worked on it enough that the dog's not going to be stressed about it. Yeah. That the dog's like, oh, okay, no problem. Seen an hour. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's all. I mean, that's just the biggest thing is I want people to set their dog up for success. Yeah. I will say I, I paid more attention to enrichment on this go. Um, because we have been focusing so much on not just breed specific needs, but just enrichment in general. Uh, so I really focused on tailoring things to that. So, um, making sure I I didn't take a lickety mat, but, uh, made sure that she had the ability to do that to, with her bowl. Uh, for instance, I used a, instead of using her bowl, I used a plate, a little bit of a different texture than she's used to. Um, that way she really, she had to work a little bit harder and got that licking aspect in there. Um, and that's, and that's, you are such a good doggy mama. I'm really trying. It's been, it's been, it's been a learning experience with her for sure. And I didn't, I didn't get her to go camping with her. Um, it wasn't even really on my radar. If anything, she's the one who got me to go camping. <laughs> I know she got you back out hiking again. Yeah. Yeah. She got me out of the house at a time where I was I was in bed most of the time. So to be able to go out and do those things. And then a friend gave me a tent. And I was like, you know what? I haven't, I've been camping in a long time. And I think Isabella would enjoy it. She loves being outside. Let's do it you know, and she did. So, and it's worked out. It's our, it's our semi-annual event. I love it. It's, it's nice our and quiet here at the house. Bonding experience. I think that you'll find that pretty soon she's probably not going to be barking at any dogs while camping because, you know, one, it's not something she's been allowed to practice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of dogs in the campground is, has been allowed to practice the barking. Oh, yeah. Everybody walking by. I do recommend that if you do camp, whether it's a tent or RV, please work with your dog if you do take them. Because people are there to have quiet and relax, and barking dogs are not fun. No. Uh, Bark here or there, sure, but this constant barking of everyone that walks by, every bicycle that goes by with kids on it. Oh, man, some RVs were rocking from some dogs. Barking and... Just up in the... Oh, up Jake in the was terrible in ours. Remember Jake <laughs> yeah. and Dan? They would get up in the windshield and. Oh my God! They just tore the crap out of that. 
Um, awful. They're so obnoxious. But now I see it was Jake, mostly. Yeah, bless him. Um, you know, bless. He's still kicking it. But, you know, just work on that. I, we did not really work on it. I managed. We just tried to manage it and not allow them access to the front window. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, just make sure your dog's are taken care of more than just feeding and potty breaks, enrichment, preparation, and that it's stress-free for them. Uh, And try to set as much routine as you possibly can. Uh, That might help them just kind of be comfortable in that environment. And, of course, practice. Mm -hmm. You can practice. You can simulate going on a vacation. We went to a a local farm not too long ago to pick pumpkins, and we did that on vacation. Mm Mm-hmm. So we could you know, easily, that's one quick way to just get some practice on that. Yeah. Uh, so the dog knows how to navigate that if that comes up again. So stop sheltering your dogs. And if your dogs are not able to go out, then reach out to us. We can help you. We want you to be able to go and enjoy things with your dog if your dog's going to enjoy them. We want that for you because it's amazing. It's wonderful. Um, and I think that's why I'm missing a pet right now because I don't have anybody to go do anything Aww. with. My cats won't travel it that way. However, Gemma and Indy used to go camping with us mm-hmm. in the RV. And Indy would roam and come back. She was a good girl. Um, yes, we recognize that's not responsible. It, yeah, it was. It happened, people. Um, yeah, so I don't have a dog to go do anything with right now. But my part of... What I want is a dog that can travel with me and do things with me and do things with us. So I'm leaning more towards a smaller dog, mm-hmm. a really outgoing personality, easy and flexible and just dealing with life. And I think that's kind of where I'm moving towards a smaller dog instead of a Rottweiler. I love the Roddy. It's my breed. Every time I see him, I'm just, my, my heart melts. I broke down yesterday just because I saw the building that I had to euthanize my dog in. It was pitiful. But it's not as easy to travel Mm -hmm. with a Rottweiler. Even though I did, but I did a lot of road trips. When I want maybe a dog that can fly with me. Right. So I'm thinking about these things before I ever even get a dog. And when I do get one, I'm going to make sure I'm looking at personality. Are they adventurous? Right. I don't want somebody to pick it out for me. I need to go look at look at a dog and say, is this dog adventurous? Does this dog handle changes in the environment, um, you know, easily? Mm-hmm. Is this dog uh, soliciting behavior to where it's really wanting to be a part of what I'm doing? Or is it just doing its own thing? Really looking for the right personality. And if you are ever thinking of getting a dog and you have these purposes, we do, we can help you find the right dog. We can help you evaluate and find the right dog for that. And No, you cannot guarantee it's all going to be exactly what you want, but we can get pretty dang close. We can get pretty dang close. So we can help you out with that. And we'll let you know if I get a dog. (laughs) I'm sure we'll have lots of episodes to do about. Well, I tell you, what I'd like to do is get one and just video the whole process, but I can't even get videos done now. Um, I am towards a Caviton, Cavalier King Charles and a Coton de Tullier mix so we'll see mm-hmm. i'm a looking we'll see i am a looking all right we got any lasting final words for these peeps 
No, but I do feel like I'm an expert packer for a camping trip. So if you need tips <laughs> on what to take for your dog, I got you. Just email me. <laughs> yes, if, y'all, if we have enough of you interested, we can do an episode on uh, that. A lot of people commented on the uh, doggy tent that I had uh, set up. And did she go in it? She did go in it. It, was just, it wasn't for her to sleep in. It was just for her to chill in. And uh, she took her bone in there, the one she found. Oh, yeah. Her little treasure. Yeah, she took That's it in cute. there and she chilled. So I think the more that we go and the more I have it, because that was the first time she'd ever seen this thing. And I just kind of set it up just to see how it didn't make her go in or anything. She just went on in there. I love it. You know, and that's a, that brings actually a good point is that we probably need to have some people need to be aware that you might need a crate. Mm-hmm. You might need a, a playpen. An X-pen mm-hmm. would be good for something like that. Or a tether. But if your dog is reactive on leash. Yeah. Then I would do something like a, a crate or like an X-pen. The playpens are really a good way to allow your dog movement and not have to be tied up, especially if you have a lot of people so that we're not tripping over leashes and, and all yeah. that. But, um, yeah, that's that was just something I wanted to throw there towards yeah. the end there. A lot awesome. of the uh, RVs had X-pens. They had small dogs, and they had X-pens for their dogs. Um, I'm a part of a camping group on Facebook. It's just women. Oh, it's a women's only camping group. And so there are a lot of recommendations on there about different fencing that people use and things like that. So oh. super interesting. How smart. Yeah. Cool. Huh. So check that out, y'all. <laughs> Maybe you could leave that Facebook page in the show notes. Yeah. If people are interested for sure. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it, guys. Um, and if you have any thoughts, if you have any opinions, if you have any ideas on podcast recommendations and episodes, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Podcast at dogspeak101.com. Check us out on the web at dogspeak101.com. Be sure you find follow us on Instagram. We're trying to do more on Instagram. Um, and also on Facebook, if you will be sure that you follow us um, so that you guys are getting engaged. I think we're. I think just with the things that have changed on Facebook, a lot of people aren't seeing our posts. No, so. I think uh, Instagram's the best way to to see things. So social media wise, we're going to lean a little bit more towards uh, Instagram. I'm going to try to learn how to do some quick little snippets on there. Uh, we are, I am on TikTok, but I'm just not. <laughs> I know Me. there's a lot of dog training that's happening on TikTok right now, and a lot of negative. Yeah, I, was um, say. I just haven't quite. I, honestly, I don't think I have the time. I, Even though it's like it's a lot. snippets, but I don't want to just get on there and talk. I do the podcast for a talk. I'd want to show something. So if y'all have ideas, shoot them to me. If you got, if you're TikTok users and you're good, shoot us some ideas. How's that? Sounds good. You can also email us at info at dogspeak101.com. <laughs> Bert gets all the emails. Well, we appreciate it, guys. We hope you have a great rest of the week. <laughs>